if you can do this, you are really stepping in to becoming a straight-up ninja leader when you can manage tension. These are high EQ leaders that will slow down progress for the sake of making sure everyone's with us. Okay. If you're a high IQ, you don't care about people. You don't care about their feelings. You don't care about where you're at. You don't care about culture. It's performance, 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 produce, 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 uh, income, 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 balance sheet, balance sheet, balance sheet. High, high EQ leaders say, you know what? If I do this, it might take a little bit longer, but we're going to be better off in the long run and our organization is going to be more efficient, more productive in the long run. Hey, re-leaders, thanks for joining us again for another episode where we are looking at leadership from a different perspective. We didn't grow it. We didn't start it. We didn't build it. We are rebuilding it. We are regrowing it. We are restarting it. And in many instances, we're fixing what we didn't break. I pray and I hope that this podcast and the things that we produce are helpful to you. They're encouraging to you because you are unique. You're not just any leader. You're a re-leader. And it's a very difficult task. And uh, so we invite you to be a part of this community. Um, if this is a, a, a gift to you, if it's a blessing to you, hey, share it with your friends. Um, most likely, if you're a re-leader, you know a lot of re-leaders. And so uh, they, can, they can be involved in a lot of ways. One, they can watch this podcast on YouTube. You can subscribe to it. That helps us. Uh, you can share it on social media. Just take a snapshot on your phone and post it on social media and mention me, John, John Chasteen, at John Chasteen on Instagram. No H in John. Um, you can get on our website at releader.co, releader.co. You can subscribe there. And I'm producing content constantly. I write every single week on this. Uh, you can get a free subscription there or you can upgrade for more access and more content. And then most excitingly, this year in January, I released a new book called ReLeader, and it's for us, a unique subgroup, a unique group of people that didn't start it, we didn't grow it, we're restarting it, we're rebuilding it, we're regrowing it. And the title of the book is ReLeader, How to Fix What You Didn't Break. Pick up your copy at Amazon, um, buy one for your friends, and I hope it helps you and encourages you. And today I want to talk about something that is a really important trait that as re-leaders we must have. I think it's not unique to just re-leaders. I think every leader needs to have this trait, and it's one that will really take you to the next level in your leadership, and I hope that it blesses you and encourages you. Let me start with a question. Have you ever found yourself walking into a room and you can feel the tension in the room? you know that there's something in the room that's off, something's not right. Um, maybe you sense it in your team. You couldn't really quantify it. You couldn't really put your finger on it. You don't really have any real concrete reasons to believe that there's something wrong, but something in your instinct, something in your knower. I always like to say, I just know it in my knower. Something in you tells you that something's off. You can you can sniff out emotional tension. Like you you just know it's there. You know it's present. If the answer to that is yes, you actually carry a pretty unique gift um, that really separates good leaders from great leaders. And it's, it's, a, it's a gift. Uh, call it an anointing. Call it whatever you want from whichever background you may or may not be from. But it, but it really is what differentiates leaders from great leaders. And it's known as emotional intelligence, emotional 
intelligence. They Some call it EQ. Uh, you may be familiar with IQ. Um, IQ is, is all about our, our, our knowledge, our understanding. It's, it's quantifiable, right? You can, you can articulate it. You know it. It's an equation. You can figure it out. EQ is something far different. Um, in fact, the, the term was coined, first coined in 1990 by researchers John Mayer and Peter Solovi, but was later popularized by a psychologist named Daniel Goldman. And this became very well known, and, and I'm not the first to talk about it, and I certainly won't be the last, but we need to understand why it's important, why emotional intelligence is critical to the success or failure of your leadership journey. Um, the truth is you're not just dealing with policies. You're not just dealing with procedures and balance sheets and timelines. Especially in releading, you're dealing with managing memories. You're you're dealing with pre-established team dynamics before you ever got there. Uh, you're dealing with a load, loads and loads and loads of unspoken emotion. You're dealing with baggage. Every single person on your team has a history. They have a past. <clears throat> they have wounds. They have a, former leaders that came before you that harmed them, hurt them. Uh, not to mention the drama just internally. You have staff that don't get along with other staff. They don't know how to process their emotions. They don't know how to get along with one another. And your emotional intelligence could be uh, what will make or break your leadership. And so we need to become very good at this. A, a high a high IQ leader might help you crunch numbers or strategize or create systems. But a high EQ in leadership is is really the key to navigating kind of a Pandora's box of human emotion. <laughs> and this is where it gets really challenging in leadership. If it was just if it was just spreadsheets, if it was just systems, if it was just analysis, um, anybody could be a leader, right? Anybody could write a read a book, study study something and become a better leader. What really makes it difficult to be a leader many times is you're dealing with people. My dad used to always say, my dad was a pastor for years, and he would always say, John, if it weren't for people, this would be a really easy job. Um, if you really want to be a great leader, you can't just be a great leader strategically. You have to be a great leader relationally. And that's what EQ is all about. And I believe that this talk, this concept, as we study it, could really be a key to unlocking your leadership to another level, okay? So let's let's talk about this more. Um Emotional intelligence, what does it impact? What what areas of, of your organization does it impact? Your emotional intelligence can have an impact on conflict management in your organization. It can have an impact on relational conflict, uh, team unity, uh, staff culture. It has a huge impact on the culture of your staff. And high EQ gives you the ability to take multiple personalities, multiple learning styles, listening styles, and gives you the ability to bring them together to to in unison to become an unstoppable force to develop your culture. And what does this ultimately impact? Okay, if you can really hone in on your EQ and really build strong teams, what impact can this have? It can have an impact on your organizational effectiveness. It can have an impact on your organization's efficiency. Uh, it can have an uh, organiz- uh, It can bring organization to your manufacturing or to your deadlines, project deadlines, uh, which ultimately will have an impact on your customer satisfaction, which will ultimately determine whether your organization will grow or shrink, um, succeed or fail. Will it make money or will it go broke? 
um, ultimately, whether or not you experience success. So I'm, I'm trying to let you understand and make you understand the importance of EQ that while on the surface, we may just see it as emotional and dealing with people and the temptation is just to move past it and get back to work. This can really ultimately have a huge impact on your organization. So EQ is a critical element to your success or your failure. So I love this quote from Daniel uh, Goldman, who is kind of one of the forefront leaders of psychology on, on emotional intelligence. This is what he said. He said, the most effective leaders are all alike in one crucial way. They all have a high degree of what has come to be known as emotional intelligence. It's not that IQ and technical skills are irrelevant. They do matter, but... They are the entry-level requirements for executive positions. So he's saying that IQ is just the scratching the surface of what it's going to take to become a high-level leader. So there are two kind of extremes in leaders, okay, uh, or culture. So to kind of come along these same lines of IQ versus EQ, you might one might say that it's a rational brain versus a limbic brain, a rational brain versus a limbic brain, which would kind of be like a rationale. Think about rational from an IQ perspective. It just makes sense to your to your cerebral mind. It's it's very rational versus emotional. There's an emotional side to this. There's a personality side to this, which is EQ. Um, both. Either one of these to a, to an extreme is very unhealthy. Okay, so if you have a highly rational um, organization where all of your employees are just rational, they all think rationally, they have a high IQ, your culture is going to be cold. It's going to be very non-relational. It's going to be robotic. It's going to be very corporate in a sense. And too much of that is a bad thing. You need some of it, obviously. You need structure. You need systems. Uh, Take it to the other extreme if you are too emotional. So if you're too rational, you're cold, all these things. If you're too emotional, um, you have a culture uh, and, and of, of where progress is paralyzed because we're all just worried about our emotions and what we think and how we feel, and we never move the ball forward. We're, we're tiptoeing around each other. There's a culture where we have to tiptoe around each other's emotions. Again, both of these are to an extreme are really unhealthy. And so what we want to do as re-leaders is we we're going to try to find a healthy balance where we have intellect, we have IQ, but we also have a high level of EQ. We also have a high level of emotional intelligence. We're trying to strike a balance. So it, let's let's try let's start by identifying um, somebody that has a lack of EQ. Okay, so you might identify this in yourself. Or you might be able to identify people on your team who might be deemed as having a low emotional intelligence. Let me give you some examples, okay? Um, those who lack emotional intelligence, these are going to be some of their behaviors or symptoms or characteristics. Number one, lack of empathy for people's concerns. They're just kind of a really, really low empathy. They're not going to think about other people in any way. Um, they may have difficulty with active listening, they may listen to respond. They're not really listening. They're just listening to 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 get back and to respond. Okay, uh, there's there's relational tension. They're always in some sort of relational tension with someone. There's just a ongoing conflict where they're in, at odds with one another emotionally because they don't that because they don't have empathy because they don't listen. Um, many times they are quick to make assumptions, so they will make assumptions really quickly about particularly about people on their teams or people in the organization. 
And once they make those assumptions, in many cases, they hold a grudge against that person and they can't work with that person. Once someone has done something to you, you carry, they carry it and they have very lack, they, they lack emotional intelligence. They can't adapt their emotions in, in, in real time. Um, many, many times they feel misunderstood, to be fair to them. They feel very misunderstood and the emotions that they project or the way they treat people really wasn't what they meant to do. And they may, they may say things over and over again, like, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. And they feel very misunderstood. These are going to be some of the very um, repetitive things that you'll see in somebody who lacks emotional intelligence. So what does what does somebody with emotional intelligence look like? And that's what I really want to focus on uh, for the remainder of the podcast today. If I'm going to identify somebody who does have a high IQ, has has a high EQ, what does that look like? Or to say it another way, what are some things I need to focus on to perfect or improve my EQ? There's four things that we need to work on or be aware of or improve upon in order to develop a higher EQ, all right? These are not mine. If they were, I would tell you, and I, I'm not going to plagiarize. These, this is something that came out of the Harvard Business School, okay? So the Harvard Business School produced four core competencies of emotional intelligence. Okay, let me say it again. Came out of the Harvard Business Review. These are four core competencies. Not to say there's not more, but these are at the core. Four core competencies of those who carry emotional intelligence. Two of them, interestingly enough, two of them have to do with yourself and two of them have to do with others. Okay, how how you are and how you are with others. Okay, so let's dive into these in the time we have left. Number one, the number one competency of those with a high EQ, number one, they have high self-awareness, self-awareness. Um, ironically, or interestingly, as it turns out, that the quickest way to bring the best out of others is to bring the best out of you. Many times we are focused on other people, but really, if we want to have a high EQ, the first step is to really do some self-evaluation. And am I self-aware? Okay. I believe, this is this is my opinion, I believe that self-awareness is one of the greatest attributes of a good leader. There's nothing worse than someone who has no self-awareness, especially if you're in a leadership position, because you're usually in a position where people can't tell you that you don't have any self-awareness because they like their job. They want to keep their job. So self-awareness, what is self-awareness? Self-awareness is your ability to not only understand your strengths and weaknesses, that would be your IQ. So for you to be able to understand your own strengths and weaknesses, that could be said that that's in high IQ, but to recognize your emotions. Can you recognize your own emotions, your EQ, and not only recognize them, but recognize the effects that they're having on your team? and your organization. This is a high-level thinker. This is a high-level leader that is self-aware in the moment of the emotions that I'm portraying. And can I control my emotions? Am I self-aware, right? Um, it is very, I cannot overemphasize this, it is really, really difficult for you to determine that you are self-aware. Uh, let me say it another way. It's very, it's very difficult for yourself, you, the self within you, your own soul, to determine whether or not you're self-aware. Uh, there's some research that was done by a, an organizational psychologist 
Tasha Urich, uh, Tasha Urich, and the the research found that I want you to listen to these stats. These are crazy. Ninety five percent of people think they're self aware. Okay, got it. Ninety five percent of people believe with every fiber of their being that they are one hundred percent self aware, and only ten to fifteen percent actually are. Okay, think about the discrepancy there. Ninety five percent think something about themselves, but only 10%, 10 to 15% of those people actually are self-aware. So how do we, how do we address this? How do we, how do we know, right? Do we even know when, when we've talked too long in a conversation? Um, do we even know when we've said something hurtful to someone? Are we even aware enough in the moment that something that comes out of our mouth was actually harmful to someone? Uh, do we even notice that we talk too long in our presentation in our presentations, right? I've got a countdown clock right now on this podcast because I need to be self-aware that I don't want to look up and it's been an hour and I've been rambling on forever. I want to put things in place that make me aware of my own faults of not knowing when I've talked too much, right? Um, would I even be aware if a meeting that I was leading went the wrong direction? Like if if I turned the culture of of a meeting the wrong direction, um, am I aware that my team's afraid of me? Am I aware that they're frustrated with me? You get the point. Do I have this self awareness? And again, I want to reiterate to to you as you sit there in your car thinking that you're self aware. Ninety five to ninety five percent of people think they're self aware, but only ten to fifteen percent actually are. So what's the only solution? You have to do something to make you aware. Okay. In my opinion, one of the greatest things you can ever do is do a 360-degree review, an anonymous review with your teams. Have your staff do a 360-degree review and put you as one of the questions, put you as one of the topics, and they can anonymously give their feedback to your leadership. Because I can tell you one thing, if you don't know your weaknesses, okay, there's there's a group of people in your organization that does. They know your weaknesses. If you don't, if you don't know your weaknesses, just ask your team and give them free reign to give you honest feedback. Because if there's anybody that knows your weaknesses, it's them. Okay. So we're going to be self-aware and we're going to work towards becoming more self-aware. Number two, number two competency of high EQ leaders is not only are they self-aware, but they know how to self-manage. Okay. You cannot self-manage if you're not self-aware, but once you become self-aware, I must then self-manage, okay? So you you can never manage your people if you can't manage yourself, okay? You have no business leading other people if you can't lead yourself. I know that's kind of strong. But the easiest way to test this is to test how you react, okay? It's not just things in the natural. You, you need to manage your physical health. You need to manage your finances. Uh, you need to manage your time. Those are all IQ more related but can you manage your EQ? Do you know how to manage your emotions? Um, there are many times as a leader that on the inside, I am cussing and screaming and yelling. And on the outside, I'm kind, I'm loving, I'm generous. I don't always get that right. But high, high effective, high efficient EQ leaders, they're self-aware, but then they know how to self-manage. So look for people in your organization too, as you're trying to identify leaders. Look for people in your organization that know how to self-manage. Okay, so those are the two related to you. Um, now let's get to the meat of the of the characteristics of high IQ, high EQ. Number three competency is this: uh, having social awareness. 
Okay. I have self-awareness. I have self-management. Number three, I have social awareness. So, okay. So not only can, am I self-aware, but I can read a room. This is kind of what we started the podcast with. Can you read a room? Can you walk in to a room, feel the tension, read the room, but not only read it, be able to bring clarity, be able to bring calm, be able to bring peace, be able to bring unity into a place where there is no unity. Now I'm talking like, y'all, this is like ninja skills. If you can do this, you are really stepping in to becoming a straight up ninja leader. When you can manage tension, these are high EQ leaders that will slow down progress for the sake of making sure everyone's with us. Okay. If you're a high IQ, you don't care about people. You don't care about their feelings. You don't care about where you're at. You don't care about culture. It's performance, 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 produce, 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 uh, income, 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 balance sheet, balance sheet, balance sheet. High, high EQ leaders say, you know what? If I do this, it might take a little bit longer, but we're going to be better off in the long run. And our organization is going to be more efficient, more productive in the long run. Um, a global leadership development firm called DDI, I found this, it says that they rank empathy. So this is an organization that studies this. They they do leadership development um, and they rank empathy as the number one leadership skill. Okay, I'm going to say that again. The number one leadership skill on their chart is, is empathy. Um, reporting that leaders who master empathy, catch this stat, they perform more than 40% higher in coaching, engaging others, and in decision-making. So leaders whose number one attribute is empathy, they actually end up performing 40% higher in the produce-making, in the production-making of their organization. Empathy, this high EQ that I have social awareness, that I can see a room, I can gauge a room, and your biggest challenge as a leader will be that you simply don't notice. Okay. So one of your greatest attributes as a re-leader is that you notice. Imagine how better off we would all be if we just slowed down slow enough to notice the details that everyone else is missing. I have a friend, um, I wrote about this. I have a friend who has a Lamborghini and he took me on this, he took me out in his Lamborghini and we got out on the highway and this dude got up to I kid you not, 170 miles an hour, 170, and I am almost messing my pants in the passenger seat. But one thing I did notice is when you're going 170 miles an hour, um, the dotted line in the middle of the road actually turns into a solid line. And the other thing I noticed is that I'm going so fast that I can't see any details. All I'm focused on is what's in front of me because everything's coming at me so fast. And leadership is like this. If we don't slow down enough, and slow down our IQ and the production side of my mind and become more focused on EQ, then I'm gonna miss a lot of really small details and I need to become focused on noticing. And many times my pace determines my awareness, okay? My pace determines my awareness. I wrote an article on Releader.co a couple months ago that just talked about that I gotta learn how to walk slower. And in my context as a believer, my ultimate example is Jesus, and you will never see Jesus hurrying anywhere. He walked everywhere. There's a great book called Three Mile an Hour Jesus. And we have to learn how to walk and not run, right? There are seasons where we run, we got to run, we got to work hard, we got to go fast. 
having a high EQ is about slowing down enough to notice. Okay. So this is, this is, this is a, a huge part of it. And last but not least, number four, the number four competency for a high EQ is relationship management, relationship management. Okay. So if having social awareness is like being a soldier on the front lines and a ninja, like having relationship management is like Navy SEALs level special ops, the few, the proud, the leaders with relational management. These leaders are unbelievably effective in their organizations. Um, relation, relational leaders have a really high EQ and they've mastered this level. So relational management is your ability to tackle conflict head on, uh, but not just tackle it because you could tackle it and actually make it worse. Um, those with relationship management skills are able to to, to attack conflict, but uh, in a way that brings resolve. Okay. Now this is really difficult and every situation is, is, is a different animal, right? Case by case. But, um, the, the challenges is, is, can I walk something through, can I walk someone through discipline or correction and still maintain relationship? Now I want you to think about the complexities of that. I want you to think back in your organization, a situation where there was major conflict, two people at odds with one another, maybe you were at odds with one another and how you manage that situation. Somebody who has a high EQ can be sensitive enough, can be can pivot in a moment, can change their facial expressions, can change their demeanor, can change their inflections of their voice, can change the situations and adapt to any given situation in a way that can resolve conflict in a way that maintains some sort of relationship. Um, I found these stats according to HR organization called SHRM. Uh, they found that about 30% of a leader's time is spent resolving conflict. 30% of your time is, is, is done managing conflict. Now, to me, that seems a little low. Sometimes it feels like that that's all we do as leaders is put out fires. But think about that. Almost a third of your time is, is spent dealing with conflict. So if you don't have social awareness and if you don't have, if you don't have the ability to have relational management skills and to back it up even further, if you don't have self-awareness and if you don't have self-management and you can't walk yourself through this and, and identify it socially and then deal with it relationally, then a third of your time is being mismanaged. Okay. Um, that this same organization found, uh, estimates that Undressed, unaddressed conflict, uh, conflict in your organization wastes approximately eight hours of company time. Okay, I'm gonna say that again. When we have unresolved conflict in our organizations, it could waste eight hours of company time. Now you compound that over a year, or two years, or three years, or two situations to four situations to eight situations that we just think are going to resolve themselves and we don't want to mess with it because we're focused on the IQ, we're focused on production, we're focused on spreadsheets and stats. If we put our head in the sand and don't flex our EQ muscles and deal with conflict, there are going to be hundreds, if not thousands of hours of pr production time that are being robbed from your organization. In times, in, in, instead of being used on things like gossip and unproductive activities. So if your EQ is low, 
and you're not picking up on conflict in your organization or confronting it, your organization's efficiency is seriously hurting. Okay, so last but not least, relational management is your ability as the leader to influence, coach, and mentor others and resolve conflict effectively. All right. So I pray that this content helped you. You, I threw a lot at you, threw a lot of content at you there really quickly in about 25, 30 minutes. And so you may need to go back and listen to this one again. You know someone that needs to hear this. Send it to them in a text. Mention it to them on social media. Mention me on social media. I would love to repost what you post and interact with you on social media at John Chasteen on Instagram. No H in John. Until next time, guys, like, share everything we're doing on here. Go to releader.co, get engaged. There is an entire group of people out there just like you that are trying their best to rebuild what they didn't break. And we can do it together here at Releader. Love you guys so much. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Until then, go fix some broke stuff. Thank you.